0: This is Brian Keller. You're listening to H Ten Hanshin Tigers English News.
1: Thanks, Brian. Yes, Brian Keller. We're back with a fresh episode just for you, fellow Hanshin Tigers fan. Welcome to episode 168 on this beautiful Wednesday, March the 15th here in Nishinomiya, Japan. I'm the founder of H10 Hanshin Tigers English News, T-Ray, and joining me from Hawaii is Sanjay. Aloha, brother.
2: Aloha, brother, T-Ray. How's it? How's it? It's actually a a muggy and cloudy day in Honolulu, so uh, I feel like I'm in
1: a... Osaka in the summertime. Oh, geez. Well, you know what? I hate to say it, but I'm tired of all your great reports about the paradise weather. So I'm okay with you having some, some junk for every now and then. But no, <laughs> I, I hope you get some good weather soon, honestly. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Well, we are getting close to opening day. We're just 16 days away as of right now. And so on today's show, we are going to recap the previous nine exhibition games that we've had. And we're going to break down the other five Central League teams for you because we're waiting for all of you to submit your predictions for the CL standings contest that we have so this is your show to take some notes and get educated about the rest of the Central League Sanjay are you ready to give the fans their required dosage of Hanshin Tigers and Central League Dopamine bring it on T-Ray yeah good I'm ready too it's time for some rumors and news (laughs) rumors and news rumors and news We'll start with the position battles because there still are some positions up for grabs this spring and the first one would be our number six starting spot which it seems to me sanjay has more or less been decided eh
2: it does seem that way although um we
1: can talk about it later but one of them didn't really have such a good outing in the end that's correct so anyways um iwasada was trying to get the sixth starting role or it was just trying to kind of return to being a starter but they have relegated him back to the bullpen, it seems. And so kind of by default, in a sense, although, you know, aside from one rough outing, he's been outstanding this spring. That would be Kotaro Otake, who is a new acquisition from the SoftBank Hawks. It looks like he is going to be the number six starter, at least for that opening week. Right. And he's the one who was like lights out for the first few sessions. And
2: then uh, he got in a little trouble the last time he went up, he pitched.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't like absolute disaster and uh you know that was against a pacific league opponent not that i'm going to you know uh give him a free pass just because of that but he is going to be facing (laughs) you know primarily central league teams so yeah we'll see how that goes right but it seems like it's a it's a lefty that's going to take that sixth spot one way or the other right right and we've got a couple other lefties that are possibilities there as well um at shortstop it is still a battle between kinami and obata although it does seem like one of these horses is leading the race now Um, Let me just break down the stats. I mean, they're still more or less getting equal playing time during the spring. And since Kinami played yesterday, it'll probably be Obata today. But um, Kinami so far is slashing 263, 300, 368. So his OPS is a 668. He's got one stolen base and two errors versus Obata, who is batting 200 with a 294 on base and a 200 slug for a 494 OPS kind of ugly one sacrifice bunt and one error yeah those are, neither of those are very impressive no certainly not um i i will say that kinami has been hitting the ball with a little bit more authority and you know i was at one of these exhibition games well two actually but um number one i was talking to the guy next to me and i was like man i'm just not impressed with kinami and seriously twice i said it and twice the very next pitch he stroked to the <laughs> for a hit. so I just need to be there to to diss the kid, just to be that little small voice in the crowd just to give him enough you know, of a like I'll show you who's who uh, type of thing. So well, maybe so I need to you need to tweak
2: Kinami and tell him this so that he can send you tickets to every game. There you go. That's what I'm going to have to do. Okay.
1: I'll get on that. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it could be, could be Konami on opening day, which would give him four out of his five seasons for the Tigers. He'd be the opening day short, shortstop, which is kind of surprising given when you look at his season end numbers for any given season. I mean, the only one he was solid and that's with a question mark is uh, 2019, his rookie year. His rookie year. Yeah. Okay, and then the the wings in the outfield. Both of those are kind of up for grabs. Although I kind of feel like they're both decided. It's been pretty clear that two of these guys are hitting the ball well and playing somewhat solid defense. But let's give you a rundown of some of these players um, and how they're doing so far. So as of yesterday, Morista, our rookie, who is who has been playing a lot of right field, is slashing three thirty three, four twenty nine. 667 for a (laughs) 1.096 not bad yes uh one of his counterparts would be inoue who is currently i believe slashing 200 250 600 so he's showing some power but maybe not getting on base enough and then we've got itayama as another possibility there and itayama is slashing 176 300 353 So I don't know, you know, he, he, even Okada will say this, you know, Itayama seems to be getting hits when we need him, And so it's giving us this illusion that he's actually putting up great numbers, but when you look at the numbers, they're not that good. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of tricky, but it's interesting. So we got those three guys fighting for two corner spots, but we also, of course, have our two imports that we'll talk about a little bit more in the import report. Um, but yeah, so there's five guys duking it out for those two positions. Now, personally, I think that Morista has kind of earned right field. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think. He, he, how can you sit a guy who's hitting that much?
1: Yeah, I mean, but... two home runs as well, which is very impressive. Um, you know, and I was at the game for one of them. It, I mean, he looks great at the plate. And someone else was saying one of the one of the uh, professional commentators was saying like, he, "There's no half-hearted swings with him. It's all out." But he's making good contact. He also, as you said on the last show really seems to have that presence about him. Like when he doesn't like a pitch, he doesn't hesitate to let it go. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's in control at the ditch. Yeah, he, he doesn't look like a rookie is what he <laughs> doesn't look like. Exactly.
2: Well, I was going to say that I think that you mentioned this before though, that the, uh, with regard to maybe Sato even, but you know, Okada hopefully is going to be um, pacing the kids. So he's not starting and playing the entire game, every game of a rookie season, because that's really going to take a toll on the guy. At the rest. Yeah. Of- I mean,
1: like we don't, often think about this but they're still young their bodies are still growing um you know as far as muscle mass and all those kind of things um they've never done this much travel when they've played because in the college leagues they typically play kind of within the same region Um, the number of games they play are far fewer in a college season than in a regular season so all those things and on top of that just being a professional learning things for the first time everything is completely new Um, even fame is new to you to a large extent so you know it can really take a toll on a kid and i think they need to be wise about how much they push him in this rookie season okay uh let's move on then to the injury report and we've got a few to report to you the first one being that bees um our potential closer right um he has a right knee injury it was said that he was definitely going to miss opening day, but then I also read a report saying he, w- he would be able to take some, t- to do a bullpen on the 14th, which was yesterday. I haven't read whether or not he did. Have you? I have not either. Okay. That's interesting. So I don't know what's going on with the bees, but hopefully his knee is recovering quicker than expected. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean he'll be ready for opening day, but it maybe means that he won't be sidelined for like the first half of the season, which was kind of the initial fear. Mm, that's good yes another one that has had some real conflicting reports is about ito masashi Um, he missed his start on the 11th because of uh left shoulder discomfort um and so it was kind of speculated that he might miss more than that and then he said he was okay and then okada said no he's not (laughs) yeah you know and then I read a report saying he's going to start on the 18th. And then Okada said, no, he's not because um, he's he's getting further, you know, his, his, sho- his shoulder further examined. Um, so it looks like Akiyama, the, the veteran, is going to be yep. starting on the 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, and then depending on how Ito does with his recovery process, um, either he will be the starter on game two on April the 1st or Akiyama or maybe even Murakami um who's an up and comer who's had a couple of solid years on the farm. Yeah, lots of options there. Definitely. So, we will see but ho- of course we're hoping that Ito recovers fully and has a complete season because his uh, craftiness and his ability to just, you know, keep the team in every game that he pitches is so needed. Agreed. And lastly on the uh, injury report and this bleeds into the import report would be uh Mie-chan, Johan Mieses who um has missed i guess six games six days including today um he's not traveling with the team there in yokohama right now um he has mm. had headaches and a fever so he's been out with that so i'm not sure what the deal is with that but it is what it is
2: get well soon mie-chan.
1: yeah for sure for sure okay let's hop right into the import report and let's give you some numbers especially on well we'll start with miechan since we're on his note he's had very limited action in the preseason so far but he is slashing 333 500 667 not too shabby slugger yeah except you know his defense is too shabby so we'll see what uh, becomes <laughs> of that and then um Sheldon Noisy um he was out for the second half of camp but he took BP at koshien on the 6th of March and then he started in left field on the 11th and in limited action so far in the preseason he has a slash line of 333 333 556. So also not bad. He's got a couple of doubles, I believe, in there uh, to bring his slug percentage up. No walks yet.
2: Yeah, uh, he actually had, he led the scoring yesterday with a double. It was kind of a bloop double to the right side that uh, uh, scored the first run for us yesterday at
1: uh, DNA. Right. He's had a couple of hits like that, but, you know, that to me shows that he's got the power to muscle the ball over the infield, even if he gets jammed, which a lot of our guys don't. So, yeah. you know, I'm no, okay I think with it's that. great. I think it's great
2: that he goes oppo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hits to all fields as you know, he's he's coming as advertised. So we like as that. Advertised. So as we had said earlier, you know, the posi- the battle for those two corner outfield positions are really between the three guys we mentioned earlier, plus these two imports. And my take is that it's probably going to be Noisy in left and Morista in right.
2: I have to agree with you at this moment.
1: Yep. Good. Thanks. Okay. And then as for the pitchers, well, we already mentioned B's. BK um, had a great outing on the farm on the 5th of March. And then he came up and pitched on the 12th on the top squad against the Giants. Did not fare too well. And he is back down on the farm. We talked to him or I talked to him, I should say, on March the 8th. So look forward to uh, a special episode of H10 with, uh, with that interview. Um, so you can get to know BK a little bit better. Of course, we are hoping that he has an outstanding season. But I mean, a couple of times already, he's kind of fallen out of grace uh, with Okada. And then his counterpart, KK, kind of counterpart you know, BK is a starter, KK is a reliever, but Kyle Keller has looked pretty good so far this spring. He's getting regular mound appearances and just seems to be like the guy that uh, we signed in the 2021 offseason. And he is definitely a candidate to be the closer until Yuasa comes back and is ready to take the ninth inning from the man. Sounds, sounds good to me. That's, I mean, the ninth inning is very important. So uh, whether it's KK or whether it's Hamachi or somebody else remains to be seen. um, Go Tigers, put up a bunch of runs so that we don't need to protect slim one-run leads in the ninth, please. (laughs) Let's get some runs, guys. Okay. Um, New corner. We're going to have a jingle for this, hopefully by next episode. And that would be Fuji. Fuji. Yes, this is the first time that H10 has had a podcast and a former Tiger has been in the major leagues, I believe, because when we started it back in 2015, I think Fujikawa had just been cut from the Rangers, if I'm not mistaken. And he was back in Shikoku in the independent leagues, I believe by the time we started the podcast. So yes, Fuji is a man. We need to follow him. We need to report to you guys. Some of you might be following MLB closely and know this already, but, um, Let's let's go over it. We've got two outings to talk about uh, that he's had in spring training. On the 7th of March against the D-backs, he went three innings, allowed one hit, walked two, struck out three, allowed one run. And then on the 12th against the Rockies, he went four plus innings, uh, four hits, three walks, four runs against, and seven strikeouts. And my man Sanjay, you had some notes on this. I guess maybe you saw some highlights or what? Uh, I actually only read about it, but um, he, he had had a very rocky first inning where he couldn't
2: control his, uh, fastball, but he actually, um, the three outs he got in that first inning were all strikeouts. So go figure. And he kind of adjusted it and uh, the, the second and third innings went much better. Um, and he added a new pitch to his arsenal, the sweeper.
1: So we'll see how that goes. I seem to remember him talking about that either in uh well it was a youtube video I, saw. I think it was after one of his bullpens he might have been talking about or something like that so anyways um interesting stuff we uh, keep on sharing for him i'm going to try to stay in touch with his translator so that we can get some inside information some scoops for you the listeners of h10 hunching tigers english news because we care about you okay lastly we are going to do a little bit of here's the jingle that started i think last year down on the farm the reason that we are doing this report is it's very brief but the regular season opens for the farm team on friday the 17th that is just two days from today when we record we will be hosting the carp at narohama and sanjay narohama is only going to be our home park for two more seasons
2: right they have big plans for a brand new uh
1: state-of-the-art nigun stadium right Yes. And I think currently the stadium seats around 500 and the new park is going to have about seven times the seating capacity. It is also right along the Hanshin line. So if you are riding mm, the Hanshin train, you can get to games quite easily. And I think it's going to be a great place to go. um, If you ever have an afternoon off and you want to take in some baseball um, for a very low price, possibly even free, I'm not really sure what they're going to do about that. But uh, yeah, the ballpark has got a name. It's a really long name, and I don't remember what it is. But anyways, <laughs> it is it is by, I think, Daimotsu Station on the Hanshin line. And it is in what is Minami Oda Park right now, is where the ballpark is being built. So look forward I'm to that, forward everyone. To
2: check- yeah, I'm looking forward to checking that out.
1: Me too. Before we move into recaps, we have got to thank some of our outstanding patrons. And you can join the Patreon team at patreon.com slash the Hanshin Tigers. That link is in the show notes. There are all sorts of tiers. It doesn't, it's not just about the podcast shout outs, but these people have chosen specifically to sponsor our podcast. And so we want to say thank you to Yana Rasanen, the Tokyo Swallows podcast. We'll be hearing from them in just a little bit. Anita in Nishinomiya, Ian Hadel in Texas, Joe in Wakayama, Jamie Owens of Central English, Okayama, Shane Barclay of Japan Ball, Tom Zilla in Osaka. Rick Silver's in Texas, Fran in the UK and Mario in the U S of A. Thank
2: you patrons.
1: So Sanjay, in the span of 11 days, we had nine exhibition games. Two of those came against WBC opponents. Uh, the others were NPB opponents, um, actually just four different teams, but let's. Scoot you through all of these recaps real quick. Uh, so that you know how the tigers fared. First up, on the fourth of March, we faced the Buffaloes and we lost two to four. Itayama with an RBI, a two RBI single. Aoyagi and Ito each with three innings pitched and two runs on their tabs. Iwazaki, Kobayashi, and Baba were clean. The next day we also faced the Buffaloes, lost two to seven. Otake had a rough second inning, allowing four runs. Other than that, he I think was okay though. Um inoue with a two-run home run in the fourth Hamachi and Niho also gave up runs. uh, Hamachi with one and Niho with two. And KK with three Ks in one inning pitched in this one. Living up to his name. You know it. The very next day, actually, we faced Samurai Japan and Saiki was on the mound for us. And he did really well in his first inning, striking out Otani. But Otani came back with a vengeance in the third inning with a huge three-run home run. I mean... Social media exploded about this. Like even people <laughs> in America took note, even though it was a you know completely completely irrelevant game. Forkball below the knees. He one-handed it from one knee, like not even barely clearing the center field wall. Like it was, it was clearly a home run. But I mean, it I don't know gone. how anybody, anybody could hit that thing out of the park. It's almost unfair. It is. That's a video game cheat code. That Otani boy is. <laughs> seriously and then actually he hit another 3 run home run against Tomida and that was also I think kind of an up and in pitch it looked like it jammed him but it still cleared the wall so again you know you just apparently that second one was a broken bat home run oh it was broken bad yeah okay well there you go so um Saiki and Tomida each allowed four runs and Chikamoto with our lone run that would be a solo home run against uh, Yamamoto And then Junya came in in relief for four innings of no runs allowed, seven strikeouts. Not too shabby against Samurai Japan. I'll take it. I'm sure a team like Korea would have liked to have had Junya in the game for them. uh, Because they got walloped by Samurai Japan in the tournament and they are out. Anyhow, the very next day, we did face that Korean team at Kyosara Dome in an exhibition. I was at this one. Um Yukinishi was pretty good, four innings pitched, one run against. Um we had two culprits on the mound, that would be Niho with one inning pitched, four runs against and Kobayashi with one inning pitched, three runs against. Um Iwasada was clean for two innings. Obata got two hits and two RBIs and Haraguchi had two doubles and Sato with a mammoth home run in this one. Lost 4 to 7. But you got to see a Sato bomb. Yes, I've seen two Sato bombs live and neither was that Koshien. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> two games outside of koshien and in each of them he's hit a home run. So I'll talk to Kinami, ask him for tickets for every game, and then if he doesn't come through, I'll talk to Sato and say, Give me tickets to all your road games. There you go. Because I'm your voodoo man. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that puts an end though to our four-game losing streak because we went in against the Buffaloes on the ninth at Kyosada Dome. And we beat them five to one. Takayama with an RBI. Mieses went two for three with four RBI including a two run home run. Tomida allowed one run on two innings pitched. Um, Kajia had two innings pitched and five other relievers uh, combined for the rest of the shutout innings. Five to one win. That was on the ninth. On the tenth I was at this one as well at Koshien Stadium against the fighters. Uh Morista with a two-run home run. Kinami, Morista, and Sato also with RBIs. Aoyagi four innings pitched, no runs against. Baba, one inning pitched, and Murakami, four innings pitched, one hit, no runs. Tigers win six to zero. Nicely done, guys. Uh, the next day we lost five to four. Kirishiki looked good through three innings, uh, but he gave up a run in the fourth and then four in the fifth. So we're down five to something. Uh, the rest of the relievers did fine. Um, but yeah, we lost this one five to four. Sakamoto went three for three with three RBI. Obata went two for three with an RBI. And we ended our Koshien preseason homestand against the Omiri Giants. And we beat them five to three. So psyche, yes, yay for sure against the Giants, always. psyche. Uh, three innings pitched, one hit, no runs against. Um, noisy with two hits and a run bk went two and two-thirds allowed four hits walked three hit a batter and allowed three runs so that gave the giants the lead but we came back to uh win this one it was morista with a bases loaded walk and itayama with a two-run rbi and kinami with an rbi so then uh we have to scoot forward to uh, yesterday Uh, in yokohama against the bay stars we're also facing them in about three hours time but we took the opener against them, 11-6. to six. There were a lot of runs. Uh, top of the first, we got four. Top of the sixth, we got five. And top of the seventh, we got two. It was capped by a two-run home run by Morishita. Nishi went five innings pitched, allowing five runs. Uh, people were panicked what's going on with Nishi, but I say no. Um, that's what these games are for, especially for the veterans. They're trying new stuff or they're figuring out sequencing or whatever it is. Like Who cares? He'll be fine. And Tomita allowed one run in one innings, one inning pitch. So Tomita has actually allowed quite a few runs this spring. We kind of had high hopes for him as a lefty, a sixth round pick out of the Indy Leagues. But I don't know. I mean, he hasn't. He's got to be able to shut him down in these spring games because he's not a proven talent. So you're not going to get your way. You're not going to stay on the top squad if you keep allowing runs. Um, but then again, it's also about how he looks. And so if they like, if they like what they see, but the results aren't there, they might keep him up on the top squad. Um, Ishii with two shutout innings like 19 uh, pitches for two innings and then Iwasada with the ninth inning shutout inning to give us the 11-6 win One more thing to note, we had three errors in this one, two by Sato and one by Kinami So guys, tighten her up We've only got a few games left until the regular season Yeah, let's do this Hunching Tigers English
3: Tigers English Tigers English Launching Tigers English. Hot topics. Hot topics.
1: Hot topics. Right. Well, we have got to this point of the show where we want to share with you what we think about the other teams in the Central League. Because I'll mention this right off the hop. We've got this contest that we've been doing for the past seven years, maybe. The Central League Standings Prediction Contest, and you can find the details on the H10 homepage. But in order for you to more accurately uh, predict, or just to give you some extra info that you might want as you're making these predictions, we want to share with you what's going on with the other teams in the Central League. Because otherwise, if we just look at the Tigers, you know what I mean? We're going to think they are the best team ever, and we're going to walk all over everyone and win the Central. And you might still think that, but first you need to be a little bit more educated. So, <laughs> the nice thing about this is we've got some guests to share about three of the other five teams so first up we're going to ask scott from australia uh to tell us a little bit about the sixth place tunichi dragons last season sixth place that is take it away scott
0: Hi there, this is Scott from uh, Dragon Soul slash Trinity Soul, um, the blogger slash podcaster who uh, reports on the Trinity Jun- Dragons. Um, you can listen to my podcast via iTunes or Spotify. It's not regularly updated, but it is there. And I, if you enjoy deep dives into MPB teams, it's what I do best. So please have a listen. Um, this is going to be my introduction to the Trinity Dragons for 2023. But first, we'll go into what happened last season, which was not very good. The team finished rock bottom of the Central League, 15 games behind the eventual winners, the uh, Yakult Swallows, with a team OPS that was the second worst in NPB and a team isolated power, which was equal worst in the NPB, Um, both with uh, Tigers, if you must know. Um, Going on, so the standout players I felt uh, in the rotation, I thought Ogasawara, Shinosuke Ogasawara and Hiroto Takahashi were extremely solid. Ogasawara had a breakout year. It's the first time he's... um, broken the innings limit to be considered for uh, postseason awards and he did it with a 2.76 ERA and 146 innings pitched. I think the, it's 145 innings pitch that you need. Takahashi uh, was equally impressive, uh, if not more so. Um, fewer innings pitch, 116, but uh, 2.47 and a K9 of 10.3, which is excellent for a starter. Um, Yuki Okabayashi, I think, was the most impressive in the field. Um, he won a Golden Glove for his defence in right field and a Best 9 award for his overall performance. Uh, he had a, 2 po- a .291 average and a .702 OPS. He would have been rookie of the year had it not been for a few more plate appearances taken in the previous years. Uh, Vichioto was also very good um, at 792 OPS, which led the team and a 2.94 average and 14 homers. Um... Now, key departures. Now, there were many departures in general, I think, about 17 in total, but the three main ones I'm choosing to pick here are Toshiki Abe, who was our second baseman, Yota Kyoto, who has been a regular at short, and Ariel Martinez, who was sort of a catcher but ended up playing a lot of left field last year and was relatively successful in that role. Uh, so they've all since moved on to greener pastures. Abe's gone to the Eagles, Kioda's gone to the Bay Stars, and Martinez has ended up with the Fighters. Now, in terms of additions, uh, it would be Seiya Hosokawa, I think, is going to be pretty important this year. I just did has who's come over from the Cincinnati Reds, for some decent money. He'll probably plug a hole in right field for a little while before, while he tries to figure stuff out. While Hideaki Wakui will probably join the rotation, um, the former Sawamura Award winner. Uh, so I think these three guys will probably have fairly big roles uh, in this season. Now, in terms of breakout candidates, and I think um, some, of the, uh, some of the people I've mentioned just now will be part of that, I think um, there's, a, there's really the second base and uh, shortstop positions for the Dragons are up for grabs, and I think there's two rookies that will be really in for those, and I think that's Miki Tanaka and Kaito Muramatsu. Both of them are, I guess, fairly decent defensive players who have legs, Mickey Athanaka, in particular, has is very fleet-footed and steals lots of bases. And if you saw the Samurai Japan warm-up game last night, you'd probably know that. And when I say last night, I mean what are we uh, on Hinamatsuri Day, the third of March? Um, he could be very good. Uh, I would say that uh, Sei Hosokawa may would probably be my uh, choice for as as the, as the breakout star. I could see him hitting twenty homers this year. He's been excellent in preseason, and I think he gives um, insurance. Should um, or not? Particularly, do particularly well and or uh, Korsuke guy for example doesn't work out so I, I'm, I'm picking on say a horse would have a big year this year uh, so in terms of weaknesses and strengths with this team the strength has always been in the pitching and it always will be I think the bullpen's a little bit iffy or a bit iffier than it was last year but I still think it is a point of strength particularly compared to the offense where the offense we really don't know what to expect just yet there's not a lot of established talent that have you know put up big years uh, year after year and we're not really sure what the ceiling is with a lot of these guys. And that includes someone like Akino, and it includes Hosokawa, it includes Uka, it includes Kenta Bright, all these sort of guys that could actually come up and do something, but we're not really sure if they can yet. But we're hoping. So this team has anywhere from the worst defence in the league to probably the worst offence in the league to somewhere in the middle, I would feel. And if they get somewhere in the middle offensively, they'll be in the top three, I feel. Now, this team has... Um, been changed a lot so Tatsunami has brought in a lot of guys that can run uh, particularly for that sort of center line and he's just overall overhauled the squad um, it's been as I said about 17 players out 17 players in that includes development players and he has done all the sort of wheeling and dealing to change the team in a way that he wants to play and I think this is very encouraging because it is a bit of a revolution in a way so this is a three-year project for Tatsunami and I feel if this year sort of you know it might go all right but next year will be the the year to tell so if um if they make the playoffs this year that's a great plus but it'll be next year where they're going to be serious contenders so that's my little preview for today i hope i haven't gone over time it's been a pleasure i will hopefully i'll hear on my, i'll uh, hear some feedback for, from you on my podcast ciao
1: thank you so much scott uh, it's great to hear your voice as he mentioned in his little intro there he does a podcast and it's not a frequent one, but if you go to any of your major podcatchers and just type in Chūnichi in English, it probably will show up. So give him a listen. He knows his stuff about Chūnichi the way that we know our stuff about Hanshin. Okay, next up, we got the fifth place, last season's fifth place team, the Hiroshima Carp. And uh, to introduce this team, we have got a personal friend of manager, Takahiro Arai. Sanjay! Yeah, real personal, close personal
2: friend. Actually, um, in in practice, uh, I do have his phone number. He sent me messages in the past. uh, So I've met him after he left the Tigers. Uh, But here we go. The Hiroshima Carp. This is what's up with them. In 2022, last year, their record was 66-74-3, and which is good for fifth place. Just a wee half game out out of last place, but uh, fourteen and a half out of first place. In against the Tigers, they went fourteen nine and two, which is a home and away sp- split of seven four and one at home, seven five and one on the road. So they they had our number in both locations. And get this, T-Berry pointed this out in the first eleven meetings. Of our two teams last year. The Carp had a 9-0-2 record. Ouch.
1: Yeah. Painful.
2: I mean, we were just saying that if they didn't have that start against us, we might have won the whole darn thing last year. Entirely possible. And, and as T. pointed out, they might have been in last place.
4: So <laughs> No doubt.
2: <laughs> um, their best pitcher was one Yoji Kuribayashi, who's their standout closer. And he was chosen for World Baseball Classic Samurai Japan, only to find out on March 13 that uh, due to stiffness his lower back, he had to leave. So he's just been replaced, it's said in the news today. So poor guy. They say that he's, you know, he's probably Ichiban kuyashi, Um But, uh, you know... That's that's how the that's the way the cookie crumbles. Sometimes, uh, in fact, it might actually impact his availability at the start of the season. Uh, Arai was uh, manager was uh, quoted as saying that you know he he wants him to get better, even if it doesn't make it for the start of the season. Just make sure you're fully healed uh, for the regular season.
1: So when we play them games four, five, and six of the regular season, like right after the Bay Stars, I believe we're. Uh, heading to the road against the Carp, so that could impact. At least we're we're hopefully not going to start the year 0 and 3 against them. <laughs> that's what I'll say.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, I'm hoping the same too.
1: Carry on. And uh, on the best position player
2: side, uh, we got Ryoma Nishikawa, their outfielder, um, and uh, that's where we go from there. Now, who have we? Who have they lost? Um, one would be a well-known name, but not much. Uh, he didn't do much last year. Chono, who went back to the Giants, uh, he was the he was the um, Rule 5 replacement for Maru. Yep. And uh, and his I think his first year with the Carp was the best. But after five years, he's like, it's not really happening. So they, I think they let him go
1: back in order to just retire as a giant. Yeah. Well, he's like 38, 39 years old. I think he'll be 39 this season. So, yeah. I mean, this could be his, his swan song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other
2: people who departed include Francois, the uh, Gaijin pitcher. And, uh, of course, the manager, Sasalka and pretty much the entire coaching staff is gone after their performance. In in uh, return for that, they added Matt Davidson, who was last with the A's uh, and the D-backs uh, during last season in the, in the minors. Um, so
1: uh, he'll be playing third base,
2: I believe. He'll be playing third base. Uh, yep. He's a one-year contract, 902 grand is what it said in the press. So... You know, right hand, right throwing, right hitting infielder. Uh, His claim to fame is that he had 32 home runs um, in AAA last year, 46 home runs with the White Sox when he was there from 17 to 18. But the problem with him is that he has a 34% K rate. So he strikes out one every three at bats. And that's why he never stuck it in the majors. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. They also got Tone from Giants on the Rule Five. Trade draft left handed pitcher. Yep, left handed pitcher. And their first round draft pick, uh, last year was uh, one Yuta Saito, a Tomakomai high school pitcher with 151 kilometer per hour speed. Um, two additional names that we are familiar with their new manager, Takahiro Arai, and their head coach, Akihito Fuji,
1: who was the catcher for us, Otokomai Fuji, as they used to say. Mm, yeah, and he was on the coaching staff for us for a number of years as well. That's right.
4: Yep.
2: Now, uh, as far as a breakout candidate next year or this year, I'm looking for Shogo Akiyama to um, finally um, earn his keep, as it were. You may recall he returned from Cincinnati last year. And instead of signing with his old Sable Lions, he came to the Carp uh, only to be sidelined and play only 44 games because uh, among other things, he had suffered from tonsillitis and some other issues.
1: So he so, signed a 3-year yeah. deal and the reason he signed with the Carp is because they offered him 3, the Lions only offered him 2 and this technically counts as year 2 even though last year was kind of a partial year. So yeah, um but he's how old now? 33, 34? 33, 34, I think. Ish. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so, so what are these what are their strengths and weaknesses in your estimation?
2: Yeah, well, I mean it's it's very hard to um split hairs, but in fact I was surprised to see that they led the Central League in batting average last year and also in the number of hits that they had. So um, consistency at the plate is a good thing. Uh, interestingly, well, I mean they are only like uh, .08, 0.08 ahead of number one uh, Yakult Swallows. So it's, it's a small difference, but their hitting is good. Their pitching sucked. They were fifth in the ERA at 3.54 and last in the Central League with a whip of 1.30. And that's pretty so. bad for a
1: team that plays in a pitcher's park. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's true. Yes. So the other so, thing
1: to to compound on that, if you don't mind me adding this, is that uh, their ace, Morista, I believe is still kind of, he's got some lingering issues with some body part. If I'm not mistaken, it's either. A, a, I think it might be an elbow. Hmm. And I mean, he was, he was the Rookie of the Year in 2020, if I'm not mistaken, and yeah, uh, was sorry. outstanding in that year and 2021. And then last year, he stumbled a bit, and I guess he got hurt. And now who knows uh, how healthy a year he'll have in 2023.
2: So adding salt to the wounds, as it were. Sure. And what's the, what's the one thing that I think for them this year is will Mr. Takahiro Arai, my buddy, be able to work his magic and have a miracle turnaround for the Carp this season as sort of the anti-Sasaoka and the just the player's
1: coach, player's manager. Right. And we should also point out that, you know, the Tigers cut, well, they kind of lowballed uh Arai after the 2014 season. And then he went back to the Carp to end his career. But in, I think, 2016, he was the MVP, right? Yes, he was. Yeah. And so that could be what you're referring to when you say the Arai magic, because this quote unquote, Tigers reject, turned things around and did incredible things for the carp back in 2016. So can he do it as a manager in 2023? Good question. And uh, we're waiting for all of you to make your predictions about, of course, not only the carp, but the rest of the CL. Let's move on now to the fourth place. And I say that with a nice grin on my face. Yomiri Giants (laughs) finishing out of the playoffs wah wah poor you guys well 68 72 and 3 last season as i said good for fourth place two and a half games out of last place i would have loved to have seen them finish last for just the second time in franchise history didn't happen uh they were 12 and a half out of first and on that note though they were only a half game behind the tigers for that final playoff spot so they weren't i mean we can laugh because we finished ahead of them but it wasn't by much um we can also laugh at the fact that they only finished 10 14 and 1 against the tigers uh, this past season so we had a winning record against them which is not a very common thing so we can rejoice in that they went 5 and 8 at tokyo dome against us and 5 6 and 1 at koshien so losing Yay. record in both yes uh, their best pitcher is on actually they have two i've got two listed here they are both on the wbc samurai japan team shosei togo who finished 12 and 8 last year with a 2.62 ERA and 154K, which I think was good for first in the CL. Um, he's absolutely amazing against Shimada, but who cares? Because I don't think Shimada is getting any starting time <laughs> with the Tigers, barring injuries. And their other good pitcher would be Taisei, who is the closer for the Giants and a potential closer for Samurai Japan. 2.05 ERA last year, very hard fastball, 37 saves and 60 strikeouts he won rookie of the year in 2022. So those are two guys to look out for. The best position player is Kazuma Okamoto, who is currently, I guess, playing first base for Samurai Japan, but he is a natural third baseman. So when he comes back to the Giants, he'll be at the hot corner. Last season, his average was a bit on the downside for him. Uh, It was 252 with a 336 on base and a 469 slug, 30 home runs, 82 RBI, would you believe he's the third player in Giants history to have five straight seasons of 30 plus home runs? Wow. And do you know who the other two are? They're the biggest names that you could probably think of, or at least two of the three biggest names you could think of. I, I was going to guess Owen Nagashima. Always correct. Nagashima is not. He didn't have five straights. The other one is a big name that went over to the majors. Hideki Matsui. Mm, okay. Yes. So He's in rarefied air. Uh, let's bring it to an end this season. The nice thing is he's actually not that good against the Tigers so far. Um, his kryptonite all time is actually Baba. So when we need that out against Okamoto, let's bring in the Bobster. He's over seven <laughs> with three strikeouts against Baba all time. Wow! Right. Looking at guys that have left the farm or left the you know left the team, um, the Giants are a team that always has a lot of ins and outs you know they are definitely uh, a lot of moving parts and so i'm just going to list the main guys we got cc mercedes and gregory polanco who left the giants and got picked up by the Chibolate marines we got vieira their flame throwing reliever who is in the minors with the brewers this year we got rubby de la rosa who signed a minor league deal with the dodgers Zealous Wheeler um, has retired and is now like a kind of coach or assistant with the Giants. Um, Yamaguchi, the former barely major leaguer, but major leaguer, Shun Yamaguchi, it was cut. Yuki Takahashi, who is actually a pretty good lefty for them, is a development player, I think because he's going through some injuries. And speaking of injuries and glass bodies, Kajitani, their free agent signing from a couple of years back, he is also on a development contract. So to replace them and to bolster the lineup. Uh, a lot of imports. We got Brinson, the outfielder, who played with the Marlins and the San Francisco Giants. We got right-handed pitcher Be- uh, Beattie, who played in the Pirates organization. We got left-handed pitcher Griffin, who was with the Jays. Right-handed pitcher Lopez, who was with the Mets. Left-handed pitcher Mendes, who was in the Mexican League. And then infielder Matsuda, who had a long career. all With the Sopping Hawks. <laughs> He is in his age 40 season, though, so I'm not too afraid of him. Uh, Chono, as Sanjay mentioned earlier, uh, left the Carp, came back to the Giants. He's in his age 39 season. In the active player draft or Rule 5 draft, they picked up Louis Okoye from the Eagles. And also their first round pick was Shogo Asano, uh, the kid that the Tigers wanted, lost out in the lottery and ended up with Morista. I wouldn't call Morista a consolation prize. I think Morista is going to have a better career than Asano. Yeah, we got the better end of that deal. But Asano, and he's only 18, so I don't think he's going to be playing on the top squad this year, anyways. But just someone to mention as uh, someone to keep kind of in the back of your mind. As for breakout candidates, I did a little bit of research on this. Um, people are saying that infielder Akihiro, it's Yuto Akihiro. Um, he apparently is just a, a giant of a kid, like I think he's six foot six or something like that. Got a wicked swing. People say reminiscent of Matsui. I say I hope they're wrong. Um, and then <coughs> left-handed pitcher Inoue. Uh, i think haruto is his first name uh people saying he's got good stuff i've not seen any video so i cannot uh confirm or deny that but i'll deny it anyways he's gonna be terrible (laughs) (laughs) okay team strengths they've got a very deep lineup although it is an aging one um you look at every position and at least as far as the names that they're putting in there it's a pretty good lineup so the infield has got uh nakata yoshikawa sakamoto okamoto and then at catcher oshiro who's also with wbc uh, samurai japan and then in the outfield they've got walker brinson and maru and you know they've got some decent backups as well behind them their weakness though is well a they're getting old so most of those names that i mentioned are guys in their 30s um and then also their rotation is pretty shallow i mean they've got togo and then they've got an aging uh sugano and they've got a few other guys that are like somewhat solid but they're pretty shallow in the rotation and their bullpen also is not the best outside of their closer. So again, it, it's about smacking them around when you get the chance against those, you know, second tier pitching pitchers. Um, one more fact to note about this team or two, I guess, um, only once in their history have they had two straight B class finishes that was in 2005, 2006. So they've never done it since, and they never did it before. So if you're predicting them to finish B class, you are predicting history more or less
2: well you could say that they're due again
1: yes overdue for that matter i mean they should they should have several seasons in a row of b class i'd love to see it okay and then also one more thing to note is that they have as one of their international scouts george arias who played for us tigers from 2002 to 2004 played for them just a half season in 2006 wasn't that great with them so i wish the tigers had come around and pick him up but hey I'm not in charge of handing out paychecks. So good luck to you, George, but, uh, not wishing your team luck. <laughs> okay, let's now we're going to skip over the tigers. Cause we talk about the tigers enough. We're moving into the second place. Yokohama DNA base stars and Dio. Hello everyone. I'm Dio, guy behind the base stars, English account.
3: I'm thrilled to be here today to talk about the Yokohama DNA Base Stars for the 2023 season. Uh, Thanks Trevor for inviting me to your show. I'll start with a quick recap of the team's performance last season. Um, Base Stars finished with a record of 73 wins, 68 losses, and 2 ties. They placed 2nd in the Central League standings. Um, Good season overall, but I was disappointed to see them lose the must-win games against the Swallows at the end of August. Um, They still had an amazing run in summer, um, including uh, 17 consecutive wins at home, um, which really showed tremendous potential. Um, Some of the standout players from last season on the pitching side, I have to say Shota Imanaga, with a career-high ERA and... He also pitched a no-hitter game in Sapporo against the fighters in June. And also the bullpen was amazing, especially Yasuaki Yamasaki who made great improvements in the stats and had probably had the best season in his career in my opinion. And in the position player category, uh, Sano, Maki, and Miyazaki are definitely the core players in the lineup. Um, they really they are consistent and So, the offense, they heavily rely on them and whether we can get runners on base before them. And in the offseason, Baystars made some notable moves. Um, Unfortunately, we said goodbye to Yoshiki Sunada, a reliable lefty reliever, and Seiya Hosokawa, um, a slugger prospect. Um, But they both moved to the Dragons. And on the other hand, we acquired Yota Kyoda from the Dragons. Um, he's a shortstop mainly, and he'll probably he'll be a great addition to our infield depth. Uh, looking ahead, uh, we have our eyes on Keito Mori, who we believe could have a breakout season. Um, he has great defense and great speed, so it's just the batting that um, he needs to improve on. Um, but I think Mira will stick with Mori for shortstop this season. And it's also a big reason why we acquired Kyoda. And yeah, for strengths and weaknesses, we're confident in our pitching staff. Um, I think we have a solid rotation, though, um, Onuki won't make it to the opening day uh, due to injury. But, um, yeah, we also have a great bullpen, um, So we just need to improve our offensive production. So I have to say it's really up to how early Tyler Austin can return to the roster in good shape. Um, He's the game changer in the lineup and I just don't think there's anyone in the league who can do what he does. Um, And I'm also counting on Kuwahara, our leadoff guy to stay consistent throughout the season and Yeah, that alone, that will really increase our chances of scoring. Um, His defense is amazing at center field. So we do want to keep him there um, and keep him as our uh, leadoff guy. So finally, to sum it up, I think uh, the base can can have a really, really great season. But probably all comes down to when Austin can come back healthy. And I just don't think we... Bay Stars can be champions without his help, but hopefully I'm wrong. Um but yeah, we'll see what happens. So anyways, uh thank you for tuning in. Um I look forward to a great season for all of us. Right. Cheers, bye.
1: Thank you for that, Yo. Um as we know he is on Twitter, I'm going to put his Twitter handle in the show notes, but he is one to follow if you ever want to hear what's going on with the Bay Stars in English. He's quite consistent about that, and just a good-natured guy. One thing I will note, and you probably noticed this as well, Sanjay, he missed one important acquisition. That's because he handed this to me before the acquisition, right? That's right. Yep. The bad Trevor. I'm the good <laughs> Trevor, right? And you probably noticed. Um, I think Scott said it. Joe said it, and and coming up, uh, the next guy will say it too. My my name is Trevor, and so you know when I hear of people named Trevor. Um, I get a little bit excited, but then you know what happened was um, I kind of made a comment about Bauer like three years ago Mm -hmm. on Twitter because he had said something like, oh, I want to win the Japanese Cy Young someday.
4: That's what he Uh said like
1: back in 2020 or something like that. And I was like, dude, you don't have enough career complete games to even, you know, qualify for the Sawamura Award, which you don't even know the name of. So forget you, man. It's kind of what I said. And he blocked me on Twitter for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. He's a petty guy. He is. He is. I mean, I don't understand what the Bay stars are thinking. You know, they're they're looking at his talent on the mound. But as we know, Sanjay, you got to have Wah. Wah. And he don't got Wah. He is not. He's bringing the opposite. It's going to be, aw. when all a sudden man. Okay, well, thank you, Joe, anyways. Uh, Wishing all the base stars best of luck, except for Bauer. Okay, so (laughs) now we got to hear from the two-time defending champs, the Tokyo Yakult Swallows and patron of ours, Kozo, who's going to fill us in on what's going on with the Swallows.
4: Hi, Trevor. This is Kozo from TokyoSwallows.com. I'm here to give you a quick uh, rundown of the Swallows. So last year, in 2022, we won the CL pennant with a 80-59-4 uh, record. Uh, we swept your Tigers in the uh, final round of the Climax Series, but then we fell 2-4-1 and one to the Buffaloes, so we couldn't make it uh, two years in a row as uh, the Japan champions. The Swallows are going to go for their uh, third CL pennant in a row, which would be a first for them if they managed to do it. In terms of our best pitcher and best position player in 2022, I think uh, our best position player was undisputedly uh, Murakami Minnetaka, who was the MVP. Uh, He won the Triple Crown, hit 56 home runs, and what I think everyone could agree was one of the uh, best uh, seasons in MPB history. I don't think there's much debate there. In terms of best pitcher, I think I'm going to say Shimizu Nomoru, uh, who was our setup guy last year. A 1.16 ERA, 0.79 whip in 50 games was our best pitcher. In terms of offseason uh, departures, basically uh, most of our import bullpen guys have been completely switched out. So Scott McGuff, who was our closer last year, uh, got a deal with the Diamondbacks. And we also let go of A.J. Cole and Andrew Suarez, who kind of pitched in here and there, but they, they didn't really uh, nail down a spot. They got replaced with uh, Keon Kela uh Reynal Espinal and Dylan Peters no idea how those guys are going to uh, get on the Swallows are looking for a new closer so either Shimizu Noboru is going to uh, step up and take that job or we're going to see one of these new imports take over for Scott McGuff in terms of other uh, acquisitions we have uh, Kakeru Narita who came in from the uh, Marines in the active player draft, and also Tigers fans might know that we've gotten uh, Onaka Yuya. Uh, the Swallows have generally been pretty good at getting these uh, on-the-fringes players and you know, getting some sort of service out of them, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. But generally, our main core is mostly intact. We didn't really lose anyone who was a major contributor besides Scott McGuff. Uh, in terms of breakout candidates, I think uh, Yamashita Hikaru, pitcher, is probably a big candidate. He got his first career start in September last year, and he ended up starting in the playoffs and in the Japan series, and he looked pretty good. So it'll be interesting to see what he does in a full season. And then Hideki Nagaoka is going to uh, won the Golden Glove last year, and he pretty much started every game at shortstop and we'll see how his second full season looks and whether he can actually build on that. He didn't have a particularly high batting average, but uh, he got some pretty key hits, and his defense was uh, excellent, so it'd be interesting to see if he can take the next step and maybe raise that average a bit. In terms of strengths, the Swallows are always really, really strong with the bats. There's a lot of depth there, so when people go into slumps, there are other people that can cover for them. Overall, the Swallows are most successful, and, you know, when they're champions, chips when they have a strong bullpen and get some uh, good starting pitching but that's not always a given we'll have to see if uh, some of those import pitchers can step it up whether young guys like uh, Yamashita could step it up. We also drafted uh, Yoshimura in the first round uh, from the Industrial Leagues, and I think he's also expected to start. How does our bullpen look? What are we going to get? Some good performances from guys like Narita or Onaka. And then the big question on everyone's mind is, uh, are we going to get to see... Okugawa Yasunobu uh, actually pitch a full season. He basically injured himself in uh, the first game of his season last year and hasn't been seen in any game action since after a pretty electric rookie season where he was a key player in our first pennant win. And also uh, Shiomi Yastaka, who was also in the Samurai Japan conversation, uh, has been missing Uh, due to injury. We'll see what kind of, uh, whether he can get back. And then, yeah, the Swallows have a bunch of guys over at Samurai Japan, Murakami, Yamada, uh, Takahashi Keiji, and Nakamura. And it'll be interesting to see how they reintegrate back into the team and whether the Swallows can get off to a decent start or not. So yeah, best of luck to the Tigers. Uh, Obviously, I'm rooting for the Swallows, but um, may the better team win. Have a good season. Thank you again for your contribution, Kozo, both to
1: Patreon, uh, to making H10 a better show, and just for enlightening us on the Swallows. So, I mean, honestly, it doesn't sound like there's much missing from what they had last year. And, uh, man, it's going to be hard to predict them, you know, falling back into last place where they belonged for all those years. Because they don't seem like that team anymore, man. No, they don't. No. So... Well, we're waiting for all of you now that you've heard about all six or, pardon me, all five other CL teams and you have heard your fill about the Tigers from us. It's time for you to send in your predictions. And now it's time for our predictions part of the show.
2: What's
3: going to happen with the record going to be? What's going to happen with the record going to be? What's going to happen with the record going to be? What's going to happen with the record going to be? See the future? Yes, they can. Prediction. see the future yes they can check it out it's 10 the
1: so before we get into the upcoming schedule let us remind you one more time of the prediction contest which is back again in 2023 you need to think up of how the cl standings are going to end at you know back in october of 2023 what are the standings going to look like at season's end send us your predictions either by audio like through an mp3 or a wave or whatever or if you want to text it into us, you can. It just won't make it onto show onto the, the uh, preview show, the predictions show. But you'll still be in the contest. Um, and the tiebreaker for this, and this is important because if you have the same bracket as somebody else, we need you to tell us this. How many home runs will Sheldon Noisy and Johan Mieses combine for in 2023? The deadline for your entry is March the 26th at 11.59 p.m. Japan time. So get those entries in, everybody. Get busy looking forward to it it's always a fun show okay let's quickly tell you what's on tap for the tigers between now and the start of the season we have got one two three four five six seven eight nine more games at the bay stars today as i said it's in about two and a half hours at the swallows on friday saturday sunday at jingu that is then we'll be in saitama for a game on the 21st at tokyo dome on the 22nd I think that's the day of the WBC finals. So I can't imagine many people are going to that game. Although I think it's a night (laughs) game. It's a night game. I'm pretty sure. And then we've got three against the Buffaloes as we always do to end the preseason. Those will be at Kyocera Dome because the spring Koshian tournament is on. um, And we get to be the home team in the middle of those three. So that will end the preseason schedule. We are currently five and four during the preseason. And as I said, we got nine games to go. Well, Sanjay, that's a wrap for another episode of H10. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And if you have not gotten your fill of us, we are out there on the Internet. We're on Patreon. We've got the website, the Twitter, the Instagram, the YouTube, which we're going to be going to real soon with the Post Show Show, and Facebook. T-Ray also has a daily sports column in Japanese if you want to try out your Nihongo. Details for all those things are in the show notes. Special thanks to Infraction for the team music and Show for mixing the pod for us. Thanks for joining us, Sanjay. Thanks for having me as always. I'll catch you on the post show show real soon. See
2: you all next time. de Hanshin Tigers. Are ya,